Hello everyone, once again it's me, Ilele Matanomran, and this is Verse Breakdown. Today I'm going to be doing something a little different. I'm going to be telling you about five verses that can help you combat blasphemous thoughts. Sometimes our faith levels can go a little down. We start wondering why we're in this race of salvation. Sometimes we wonder, okay, but where is God in my life right now? And these five verses are to help you say, okay, no, this is why I'm a Christian and this is why I need to stick with the faith. So let's just dive right into this. The first verse that we're going to be discussing is Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. This verse is showing us that we may think we have the best plans in life, but ultimately we're not like God who can see into the future, according to Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10. So we can't know what can happen to us. Our plans may lead us to destruction. For example, look at Pharaoh. He needed slave labor to sustain his economy and his kingdom. So for two Hebrews to just be telling him what he should be doing was just not really that believable. Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Exodus chapter 5 verse 2. That was the only sensible response for a person like him. But look where that led him. There's also what happened with Samson in Judges chapter 16 verse 17. He thought he could trust Delilah with this important information, even though he didn't trust her with it before, but that trust led him to his death. And it's the same thing with all kinds of other plans that we make in this world. We may have the best intentions, we may think we've got it all covered, but something can come out of nowhere. We can't have all the variables dealt with. And so, instead of trusting in our own plans and our own ideas, we need to trust in God. We have to let God guide us. Thy word is a lamp onto my feet and a light onto my path. Psalms chapter 119 verse 105. When we do this, then God is actually able to help us if the need arises. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust, and lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill, to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's, and he hath set the world upon them. 1 Samuel chapter 2 verse 8. And with that said, Let's move on to the next verse, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 19. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts, even one thing befalleth them. As the one dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, they have all one breath, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity. This verse is showing us the realities of life. We live short, miserable lives. Man that is born of woman is of few days and full of trouble. Job chapter 14 verse 1. And after that, we die. No matter who we are, according to Psalms chapter 49 verse 10. And where does all our money go? Where does all our labor go? It goes to somebody else. According to Ecclesiastes chapter 2 verses 18 to 19. 
So why do we work this hard? Why do we put our trust in money? Why do we put so much effort into getting money? No, we should care for what God believes in and put our trust in heaven, according to Matthew chapter 6, verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor steal. When we do this, then guess what? There are rewards for us from heaven. Not in heaven, but from heaven, like eternal life. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Psalms chapter 37, verse 11. Now, moving on, let's go into Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. However, it's important that we get this verse right, because it can simply be used as a verse to explain, oh, everything's going to be sunshine and rainbows, we're all going to be happy, and nothing bad can ever happen to us. But no, there will be temptations, Zechariah chapter 13, verses 8 to 9, and we will be hated for our beliefs. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. Luke 21 verse 17. However, what this verse is telling us is that all these persecutions and sad times are going to help us with our religion. Because it shows God, okay, is this guy really serious or not? It tests our resolve. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, God is like a gym trainer, and he knows that, okay, if you guys really want to get fit, then you aren't just going to be able to sit on a couch and eat chips. No, you have to work for your salvation. And so, he gives us these tests. If we can go through these tests, we can run the race of salvation described in that 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 and 25, and we can get the rewards that come with that. Now, remember what I was saying about temptations? All Christians must go through troubles. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12. We are going to go through a lot because of our faith, but God is there for us. And that's what 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13 is trying to say. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. As our trainer, an omniscient one for that matter, as I said before with Isaiah chapter 46, verse 10, God knows what training we can bear and what will actually grow us. For example, look at Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. God asked Abraham for his son, and Abraham was able to go through with that temptation. We also have what happened with Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Jesus was tempted by the devil himself, and he passed. And I can't forget about Job, of course. He went through so much, but God gave it to Job because he knew that Job 
could do it. God knows us and he knows what temptations we can handle, so those are the temptations he gives. And if for some reason we're not making it, well, that's actually our problem. We need to figure out how to bump up our faith so we can go through these temptations without leaving God behind. That's where many of these blasphemous thoughts come from. Temptations. And we need faith to go through those temptations. And where does faith come from? We can study the Bible and meditate on it to get reassurance of God's place in the world. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. We can also gain faith by looking at the world around us and seeing how it fits in with what Jesus was talking about in places like Matthew chapter 24 and Luke chapter 21 and other places in the Bible too, like Daniel chapter 12. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. Matthew chapter 24, verse 42. That gives us the assurance that yes, God is acting in this world. And finally, of course, if we're having trouble, we can always come to God for help, because that's what God wants from us. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. James chapter 1 verses 5 to 8. I would like to talk about the verse 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 9 because it's a direct response to blasphemous thoughts like the ones I'm talking about. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us word, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. This verse is a response to 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 4 which reads, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. That verse was from the perspective of those people who say, But where is this God you keep talking about? I don't see him. Where are all the big happy changes you guys were talking about? That new world. Well, this new world can't come now because... We are sinners, 1 John chapter 1, verse 8. If the word of God were to be established now, then we would all die because we wouldn't be ready for it. We wouldn't be in the proper shape, Psalms chapter 130, verse 3. God, as our loving gym trainer, knows that we aren't ready for his scrutiny yet, so he is building the world up to that standard. He's training us. So we can see over the course of Bible history that all the things that God was doing was for the development and benefit of his people. And even though God's kingdom has come now, that process is still going. The word is being preached Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. 
and God is judging the world, according to Acts chapter 17, verses 30 to 31. The other person described in those verses is Jesus Christ, because he is helping God with that work, according to Matthew chapter 25, verses 31 to 46. Those that God and Jesus deem fit, those who have accepted their training and have become spiritually in shape, they are the ones who are going to be rewarded with life. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming, into which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice, and shall come forth, they that have done good unto the resurrection of life, and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. John chapter 5 verses 28 and 29. But we won't just be resurrected to live on this earth. No, there's going to be a new earth for us that just gets rid of all the problems that humanity has been facing for so long. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4. And that is where I think I can stop in this special verse breakdown, five verses to combat blasphemous thoughts. You can share this video to those who are going through tough religious times, or you can subscribe for more content like this. But what's most important is that you take this video to heart, because even if you aren't dealing with blasphemous thoughts, it's important to understand why it is so great to serve such a great God. Thank you for listening. Oh, one more thing. If you guys liked what you heard, feel free to share a voice message at https colon double slash anchor.fm slash verse breakdown slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor dot fm slash verse breakdown slash message. Hope to see you there.